This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Power on. Power on. It's time to take your place on the starting grid and get ready for Racer Radio. Your host, Dave Stahl, about to take you for a white-knuckle lap around the motorsports industry, covering everything from top-notch national drivers and crew chiefs right down to your local kid racers and racetracks. Watch for the apex, because here comes Racer Radio with Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to Racer Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Brittany Sandoval took the day off. Something about a football game going on. Can you believe that, Bryce? Not really. I know. I'm very surprised, too. But just get a little closer. You can pull it. You can grab that mic and pull it towards you. There you go. This segment is brought to you by San Diego Carburetor and Fuel Injection. 6622 University Avenue in lovely San Diego. And Black Forest Motorsports, 8066 Engineer Road. 40-plus years' experience working on BMWs, Mini Coopers, and Porsches. Nobody makes them faster than Black Forest Motorsports. All right, we got my buddy Eric Evans in the house. How you doing, man? I'm fantastic. How are you, Dave? And we got Bryce in the house. Hello. How you doing, buddy? Good. You finally figured out what a sponsor is, huh? Yeah. I understand you got a sponsor hooked you up with a new pair of shoes and gloves. Yep. How cool is that? Who's your sponsor? Um, uh, my sponsor is... As he looks to Papa. Rick. Ah. What does Rick do? Um, he is from RC Trucking. Oh, okay. All right. So what kind of shoes and gloves did you get? Um, I got orange shoes and gloves. I don't know what type they are. Is it going to match your car? Yeah. But you got two cars. Which one does it match? Both of them? Uh, the Mini Dwarf. The Mini Dwarf. So we were talking off air because you're now racing two series. By the way, you can take those off if you want because there's nobody on the line. So you're racing two series. You're racing go-karts and mini dwarfs, right? Yeah. So is there a big difference? Is there a big difference between the two? No. Not really? Well, isn't aren't you sitting lower in the go-kart than you are in the mini dwarf? Don't you sit a little bit higher in the mini dwarf? Yeah, just a little bit. And it, But it doesn't really seem to make a difference to you? No. Yeah. Well, you know, I to me, I haven't driven a mini dwarf because I'm too small. I could probably put one on my right foot, but that's about as far as it would go. Yeah. But the go-kart, you have no body around you, right? No, you you just sit in a bucket seat and Fresh press air. the gas pedal. Yeah. But with the mini dwarf, at least you've got a body around you, which would you say kind of doesn't allow you to see what's going on around you, where with a go-kart you can, or do you still see pretty good? Um, In the go-kart and the mini dwarf, the, in the go-kart you can see better. Yeah. In the mini dwarf, it's like... The restricted, just a little bit restricted. Yeah, it's like right here, uh-huh. and you're sitting much right lower. Here. But you don't care. All you look forward is going to the front. You don't care what's behind you. Yeah, that's what a racer's supposed to say. <laughs> so where are you where are you, where are you been racing? Um, I've been racing at Cocoa Pop. Uh, I, and you like that track? Yeah. Yeah. How'd you do? Good. Did you win? I almost got second. <laughs> 
Or I got second. You got second. Wow. How many cars were in the in the race? I don't ruin. Um, wow, that's ooh, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. All right. Have you won a race yet? Um, yes, I've won a heat race. Uh, did you like that? Yeah. Do you have any problem breathing? Uh, no. Because you know, when you get older, you forget how to breathe. Because you get so excited. Eric's over here going, bobbing his head. Am I right? You're absolutely right. Yeah. That, and the more important the race, the, the harder it is. The more you're, the more you're locked down, trying to focus on what you're doing. It's hard to tell somebody that you forget to breathe. Until <laughs> things start to get a little dizzy, yeah, exactly. and you realize, whoa, wait, I gotta, I gotta suck it in. I gotta suck it in. Yeah. So, so I understand you got a new job uh, for 2021 out of Barona. Not a new job, same old job. Running the. Running the little kids' division again. That is so cool. Yeah. It's it's is that like herding cats? It is a bit like herding cats, but I'll tell you, Dave, it's some of the most rewarding ah. stuff you can ever do to give back to your to your group that's yeah. treated you so well is to take care of these little kids and watch them grow. Yeah. And, you know, I'm actually racing against kids that have gone through our junior programs now. Really? Yeah. Some of them are kicking my butt. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you are a little on the chunky side compared well, to, I mean, Bryce, what, doesn't even break 100 pounds, right? Nope. Well, no, he, he I'm doesn't. O- I'm only 60.2 pounds. 60.2. Well, you already know how much you weigh. Huh? You got this thing all figured out. But no, er- by the way, folks, if you don't know Eric Evans, Eric Evans has been racing in San Diego for my whole entire life. I was going to say your whole entire life. I mean, I knew you from Cajon Speedway. Uh, that's probably where I knew you the the best and the most. And I mean, you were you were awesome. You were always a great show, you know. And that's and that's really what it's all about. Well, thank you very much. It's uh, you know, I've been fortunate. My family taught me the uh, love of this sport, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I just super fortunate to be able to pass it down to my children and now my grandchildren. Wow. It's uh, you know, that's something special. I guess if you're if you're Born into a family where your parents are doctors, your tendency would be to become a doctor. Correct. Well, I was just so happened to be born into a uh, family that was into racing. That was into racing, so therefore I followed in the footsteps. But the benefit of racing, in my mindset, is it teaches the children so many life lessons that need to be learned. You know. It absolutely does. I mean, we're talking everything from how to uh, be good sportsmen around each other um, yeah. to being able to just do some simple things in life that they probably don't teach in school. Read a tape measure, know how to change your own tire, how to be uh, mechanically uh, sound with your equipment teaches you how to prep. Because we don't do that anymore. We don't teach our kids how to change a flat, how to change oil. I mean, I know when you were a kid, you couldn't get your first car. I bet you couldn't drive it until you learned how to change the oil, change a flat, knew where the fuses were. Oh, yeah. Well, my my first few cars was basically, hey, dude, do you want to drive it? You need to go out there and fix it. You know, some old hand-me-down stuff. You know, one of my favorite cars was a late 70s Datsun B210 hatchback. <laughs> Just a little hunk of junk, but, yeah. man, that thing was fun to drive. But and I it had was to go your, fix it. And it was your pride and joy. Yeah, absolutely was. While all my friends were walking around the high school, here I'm driving this, you know. Little hot little, rod B210. Yeah, exactly right. You know, and the thing had probably all of 62 horsepower going downhill, but, you know. It was, it was fast. Better, it was it better was, than walking. And it was fast for you. Absolutely was. Well, then I'll have to tell you this. I may have told you this story. So my dad gives me a 51 Chevy two-door coupe, straight six. 
says, you get that thing running, son, and it's yours for free. And he never gave nothing to nobody for free. Holy mackerel, man. By the time he got home from work, I had the pan out of it. I had the head off. I had the pistons out of it. I was so excited. He comes out in the garage. He goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to get this thing running. He says, it needed a battery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Would he help me put it back together? No. No way, huh? Six months it took me to put that thing back together. But once I got it running. You knew every nut and bolt? I it? knew every nut and bolt. But yeah. I, I, but is that a terrible thing to do to yourself? Well, it you know. just needed a battery. Yeah. But it taught me. Sure. I may not have been happy about it in the beginning because I didn't get to drive as soon as I wanted to drive. But once I started driving, one, I, I never worried about the car breaking down. Well, it gives you a sense of satisfaction yeah. knowing that you tore the thing apart and were able to put it back together. and On the floor of a garage. Certainly. No engine stand, no impact wrenches. Yeah, none of the, none of the above. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. Is Barone on the line? Nope, not right now. All right. Guess what? You might get to talk for another whole segment right here on Racer Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Racer Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. <laughs> By the way, I ruined his name, folks. It's Bryson with S-E-N. Driving car number? Two. Boom. Go-kart number? Two. Well, at least you won't forget it, huh? No. And you don't have to spend a lot of money on decals. Nope. Absolutely. Oh, have I ever given you any Racer Radio stickers? Guess what I brought today? I think I've got them in my bag. Racer Radio stickers. That's right. We're going to hook you up for your cars. So this segment is brought to you by El Cajon Ford, where nobody, absolutely nobody treats you better than El Cajon Ford, whether you're buying new or used. El Cajon Ford's got the new uh, Bronco Sport in stock. They've got the Mach-E in stock, so they are ready to rock and roll. Check them out. ElCajonMotors.com at 1595 East Main Street in El Cajon. Verona Circle Track is uh, the schedule's out. We're finally we're finally getting the schedule where we need it to be and then to start marking your calendars. Uh, what do you got there, son? I got a sticker. Oh, you do. I like that. What's with the little squiggly arrow? I don't know. Ask Victory Graphics. Oh, in fact, Victory just made mine too, so yeah. Well, he likes to make stickers, so I'll have to dig I- in my bag. My well, stepdad made him do that. Did he? Well, I think it's kind of a cool sticker, really. Because, so, you know, this way, because it goes that way, not that way, right? It goes like this. Um, or does it go like this? It doesn't go like that. That's No, because no, that like, would be weird. That would be totally weird. So, so okay, so you're working on sponsors. Yeah. We finally figured out that you needed to help Papa a little bit, right? Yeah. Hey, guess what? Dirt Dude's on the line. You want to say hi to Dirt Dude? Sure. Say hi to Dirt Dude. What's up, Dirt Dude? What's up, man? How you guys doing? Good. Can't believe you're on the phone. Thought you'd be... <laughs> oh, that's right. Your team didn't win the Super Bowl. I forgot. 
didn't they're not in it, but you know, I went to a Super Bowl, my son's for a Super Bowl and I, on the way over so I was listening to the radio and listening to your guests and everything. Um so I was gonna bring up I don't know if Eric talked about it, but did he talk about his dad took away his car one time? No. Well let's hear that story. Oh. Oh, oh. no. So you're gonna make me cry <laughs> on the radio, are you? <laughs> so go go uh, ahead. So back when I was uh, 16 years old in high school, racing at Cajon Speedway for my first season, uh, during the late summer, I got in a, got in an accident, last, last turn, last lap, and it bent the front clip on my car, and I needed it replaced. And we raced every week. So in order to race it, um, I really needed to work on my car. And I decided with the 16-year-old wisdom I had that if I did not go to school, I could get in like an extra seven hours working on my car. So uh, that started Monday. Ooh. We raced on Saturday. I crashed. Sunday, I started tearing it apart. And uh, make a long story short, one day led to two days led to a whole entire semester of me staying at home working on my race car instead of going to school. Well, when I... When it all caught up to me and I uh, was confronted with, hey, son, how come you did not go to school? Uh, of course, my explanation was, well, dad, I'm racing cars. You know, who needs school? You know, I don't need school to know how to turn left, step on the gas pedal. <laughs> so his his reply to that was to, uh, and this was my pride and joy. I worked on this car every single and day. how old were you? 16 years old. Uh. I worked on this car every single day of my existence. Right. He went down. As soon as he found out, he went down and found out the explanation why. He went down, filled up his uh, cutting torch bottles, came <gasps> back, and said, you're going to cut that race car up right now. You are not going to race again until after you graduate high school. <sighs> so uh, one of the worst life lessons you could ever go through was cutting up something that you worked so oh. hard to build and maintain and all of that. Your dad must have known my dad. Oh, that. Well, back in the day, that's the way. But, but look at the life. I mean, whether it was a good lesson or not a good lesson. Oh, it was a good lesson, and it was justifiably deserved. Well, but, sure. But, man, that was one of the most difficult Brute. things I had to do in my whole entire life, knowing how hard I worked on that thing. And it was like he wasn't going to sell it. He wasn't going to part it out and piece it to other people. You are throwing that away. We are done till you graduate high school. And Dave, I, so I started off semester behind. I graduated a semester early so I could get back in a race car. And within three weeks of me uh, getting my diploma, I was back in a race car. Darn right. Yeah. And I bet your grades were awesome. Uh, you know what? Honor roll student. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Well, it's, it's where you put your mind. Absolutely. Yeah, it's really what it amounts to. And, and I, I've heard, you've heard me on TV. I try to get parents to get their kids in it because if you can get their kids racing, you got them right where you want them. Yeah. Their yeah. rooms will stay clean. Their grades will be great. They'll be perfect little gentlemen and little young ladies because that's the tool. Because if you love it as much as you loved it, you know, it, 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 it works. A little harsh, but... It worked. It is a little harsh, but it makes you goal orientated. I would have loved you- to see you cutting that car up, little teeny teeny cuts, just uh, little teeny. Yeah, I, think- I bet it took forever to cut it up. 
you'd have probably seen some tears streaming down my oh. face as I was cutting that thing up. Oh, and, my God. But you know what? We came back bigger and better and stronger and faster. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of shaped me and molded me into the person I am today. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's pretty much why I wanted to have him kind of cover that story because, you know, it, 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 it humbles you. And I knew that story, and I knew it's, like, uh, part of your life. But now you've passed that on to your kids, sure. your grandkids, your son, you know. With Christopher racing and now your grandson racing, it's it's and your daughter, you know, it's all through the family now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it's through the family, and you know, it's uh, such a family orientated sport anymore. Back when I was growing up, children weren't allowed in the pit area, right? So they had to go in the grandstands, which yep. usually meant mom had to go up there and watch them. So it was just dad and a couple of his buddies down there working right. on race cars. But now the whole entire family gets to come on in, and it we have seen it evolve into a total family sport. Everybody's buying motorhomes, oh, and they're just you know it's totally changed the landscape of 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 grassroots racing it really really has it really has because when you eliminate a portion of that family it's it's guys will race just to race but it's not the commitment like when you get the kids in there and you get to start teaching them now i that's 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 a great story and dirt dude that was awesome of you to pick that pick that one up that was that was great dude yeah, you made his day. He's already crying again. Well, because those are memories that just, you know, that's not something you will ever forget. I will never forget that. Yeah. And you pass that on like your kids now are like, yeah, you can't ever take my car and be like, my dad took my car. I can take yours too. You know, it's yeah. it's it's not, you can't ever live with that. No, and you know, luckily, you know, all, all of our children have grown up around racing their whole lives and now the grandkids and, uh, you know, it, it teaches a sense of self-worth, self-respect. And, you know, just family in general, you know, if we don't go without and we're missing a family member, it's it's just not the same. We need to have the whole entire family exactly. there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> even adopted kids. What about Stephen Luch, man? I think that guy's oh. one of your kids you've adopted. Uh, oh, I, I've no. adopted quite a few of them in the past. So, uh, you know, always willing to help out the younger racers. Well, and that's and that's really it in a nutshell. Like uh, just in the first hour, we had Audrey Mason in and she's like 20 something years old. Wants to go off-road racing in the worst way. So I had two very high-powered women that have raced the Dakar, and they've raced, you know, all these different off-road races. So I had her sit in for that hour. We got done. Her hands, her palms were sweating. I mean, she was she is so amped up. She actually signed to race the Rebel, which is an all-women's race. I don't know if you know about it. Mm-mm. From Lake Tahoe to Glamis. Really? Off-road with a compass and a piece of paper that's a map. Wow. No nav. They have to work on their own cars, you know, the whole nine yards. So, yeah. So, she's kind of like you. I mean, she's super hardcore about it, and she is so excited about doing it. And it's because she grew up, you know, going to the desert, her and her family, motor home, side-by-sides, whatever the case may be. Off they go. Yep. So, Dirt Dude, the schedule's up. No, I don't see any rattling in the wind. In fact, it looks like it's going in the direction of more and more people are opening up businesses, uh, racetracks. Uh, uh, do you see it going the same way? Yeah, I'm hoping every week gets a little bit stronger and better and, you know, that we can actually start our season strong and then maintain a good season. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm worried about, you know, other tracks that are, you know, part of the county stuff, like, you know, Paris and Ventura, and um, if they're going to be able to go, because I'd like to see them run their schedule mm-hmm. too, uh, because they're racing stuff that we don't race. But I know Coco Paws has been running their schedule, and they're going to take their time off in the summer, which helps us out. But, you know, we brought those sport compacts to our track now, the the four-cylinder class. So hopefully their guys would come up 
you know, out of the desert when it's hot and want to come out here in California and play during the summer, you know, and then the, the modifieds, hopefully that bees be taken off. It just, you hope everything goes well. And it's, you never know until after you get a couple races into the season. I know Eric talked about, he's got, he's got pretty much everything for every division. I don't know if he still has it, but he's raced every division, been a champion in almost every division. Except sure. for a dwarf car, and I know you got in a, finally got into a dwarf car. So, yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. So I guess I got to give you some stickers too before we before you leave. Hey, buddy, you want do you want your stickers in Victory Lane? You Abs- gave some to Bryson. I you're, guess. you're getting some before I before you leave. I, you just tell me how many you need because I mean I gave him two and two. I don't know because a go kart's not that big. So, I don't know. so however many you need, I've got a bundle here. I'll make sure you get hooked up. I appreciate that. So. With uh, so the the what's opening day? Um, April, I think the third. I don't even have the schedule for me right now. You're the announcer. You better know what day it's open, or somebody else is gonna be standing there yelling through we the microphone. Time. We got time. We got time. We're we're still looking. When are we gonna do our first KUSI morning show? Who I'm waiting start getting for... people on the show to talk about you know okay. opening day. I'm I'm booking March right now, so I I I'm gonna have Eric's gonna send me uh, uh, an email, and we're gonna crank out some dates and you're more than welcome to come down and speak for the group <laughs> I, if it's, i'm part of the group i guess so it's not that early in the morning we'll do it on the weekend so it's at seven not six hey if you do it on the sundays i like the sunday morning i, I can know. you know get up and take my time and it's not like rushing I, don't, right. I can enjoy the day that way i'll hook you up my friend we will make that happen because we've got to, you know, like as far as I'm concerned, if I could pull it off, I'd like to have uh, Barona at KUSI once a month throughout the whole season, not just opening day. Because it's like anything. With every division we have and every every driver, I'm sure you, you know, you find a couple that are willing to come out once a month and you know talk about racing. Yeah, well, I think what I'm going to do is I'll probably either unleash uh, either Eric or Brittany or both. Uh, because, you know, she's phenomenal about lining up guests for radio. So, but I think we just need to, you know, have a set. And, and, and that doesn't make it, it could be kids, it could be adults. The station loves it when Bryson comes in. They, KUSI just loves it when he comes in because they just get the biggest kick out of him. Yeah, that's you, Shorty. <laughs> you were listening? I actually have a funny story about something that my mom said. Really? What was that? Well, I, uh, first time I ever flipped my second race after that, I did a couple laps and I started to get scared and I pulled over and uh, my mom told me, if you don't do a couple more laps, I'm just going to sell all your stuff and you can be done racing. Oh, and you said, see you later, mom. Good, good thing. She didn't do it. Also, I didn't drive again that night. Yeah. But now, you, I mean, it doesn't scare you anymore, does it? No. Because you, you got new shoes and new gloves now. Those aren't really comfortable. The shoes are fine, but the gloves are a little too tight. Oh, are they? You're growing. Well, well I guess we'll just have to talk to all RC trucking and tell him that uh, he got your gloves a little too small. Yeah. He, might, he might have to bump up the size. Yeah, but we're going to need that once every two months because yeah, um, problem we have with the kids divisions is they 
they grow out of their equipment faster than they wear out their you, equipment. You think? I know. I mean, and you can't do like my dad did. He went down to the Army Surplus store and got a size 12 boot and stuffed the toe with newspaper. And as I grew, he just kept pulling the newspaper out. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, I got calf muscles. I could kick you to butt. It would hurt for a week. Sure. But that's another story. Uh, let's take a break. Hey, buddy, thanks for calling in. Are you going to watch the game? Yeah, I'm going to watch it. And then go waiting for racing to start. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and me both, man. I am so ready. You and me both. All right, buddy. Hey, Dirt Dude, thanks a million. That's Barona Speedway. Go to baronaspeedway.com. Check out the schedule. Get the family together and come on out and watch a superstar called Bryson. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Baby, here I am. I'm a man on the Folks, welcome back to Racer Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. There you go. This segment is brought to you by Paris Auto Speedway, one fast half-mile track, folks. Let me tell you, go to parisautospeedway.com. Their schedule is up. They're just waiting for the word from the man to tell them that this season is off and running. And we got with us Scott Delosio. Hey, bud, how you doing? Good, Matt. How are you doing? I know you're all excited. You're getting ready for the Super Bowl. You got your popcorn. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I just, I can't even, I, I couldn't watch, even do it. I couldn't even do it with a straight face. I watched hockey earlier today. That was my sport for the day, so. I know, I know. You and your little puppies. So Yeah, two of them right here. Any, anything coming out from Paris? I mean, I noticed everybody else is sort of tippy-toeing on eggs. You know, they're putting their schedules out. Out of staters are running, but I guess we're still. Well, I think we're running out of Lockett, aren't we? We run the go kart. Uh, yeah, we're running. Mm-hmm. We're running in the same place as everybody else, just waiting, hoping. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't want to get political, but obviously somebody's feeling the heat and started loosening things up yeah. about a week ago. Yeah. So, you know, perhaps that's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. You know, every time I talk to Don, he said the same thing you said on your show. Uh, tells me the same thing he said on your show a few weeks ago every day i wake up i get closer to the first race so. yeah well and that's the only way to look at it that's surely the only way to look at it but you know yeah. it's outdoors it's outdoors the wind blows i mean make them wear masks okay fine i mean i haven't yeah. i don't know a racer that won't wear a mask just to be able to go to a racetrack right you know i announced a race last night in arizona mojave valley raceway and uh I want to say their crowd was probably limited to 50%, but still, you know, that put a lot of people in there. They had to, I was told that they had to turn a lot of people away uh, because so many people showed up, but you know, they had the opportunity to race they had, because they were racing, they had 105 cars show up. Holy mackerel. That's awesome. Well, and I think that's what we're going to run into. I think everybody is so pent up. And they all want to go racing, whether they're a racer or a fan. I think once those the floodgates open, I think I think you're going to run into the same problem at Paris, and that's you know keeping the keeping the the the, the audience down to a, a manageable a number that keeps the uh, 
you know, the health people happy. Yeah, exactly. Like I say, last night, you know, it was a brand new promotion and uh, they, I think they were surprised how many people they got. And it's people want to get out and do stuff. Yeah. You're being cooped. You know what? That's the first race I've announced in 11 months. I'm cooped up. They're being cooped up all the time. How's your voice today? Pretty good. Yeah. Better than I thought after not announcing for 11 uh, months, you know. I know. How was that track? What was the name of it? It's Mojave Valley Raceway. It's been there quite a while, and it's got a new promoter, a guy named Ronnie Meyer, who was a really good racer here in Southern California, you know, back in the 70s, 80s, up until he raced with us at Paris Auto Speedway a few years back. Hmm. And uh, he took the track over and poured a ton of money in it, made it a lot nicer. The racetrack itself, the surface, uh, I was amazed how well it held up last night with so many different classes out there. And the races, races were really good. The modified heats were some of the best I've ever seen anywhere. They're really competitive heats. Um, modified main event was more like a destruction derby at times. Um, you know, I had a fan say something to me as I was leaving. He goes, you know, if that track would have been better, they wouldn't have been crashing. And I said, well, <laughs> I said, how many people did you see spin on that track? Uh, I know they were crashing into each other. That's why they were yellow flags. Nobody was spinning. Mm-hmm. That tells you the track, they could handle the track, but you know, they was just guys up front. were doing good. The guys in the back were trying to get to the front. Sure. were just killing each other all night. How big a track? I think it's three eighths of a mile. Uh, Semi banked. Have you uh, been, have you been there? Eric? I have been there. You have been there. I have been there. Yeah. Very fun. You know, pretty much out in the middle of nowhere, which is very cool. Well, I think that's – how long of a drive was it for you? Um, it's 235 miles. Uh, that's not too bad. Well, I was I had the bright idea, <laughs> being cheap as I am, um, I was going to drive back home. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever been on Interstate 40 before. <laughs> and if you – I love to drive. And I love desert landscapes. You love that, that – drive is perfect for you yeah. when i was driving there i was thinking it's like you know it might not be the smartest thing to drive home on this road at night because uh, there's basically there's no lights there's basically nothing there mm-hmm. for like 150 of those miles and lots of semis and, uh, semis and just nothing else and uh you know my friends from paris who raced it, they got downwind of it. it's like you're nuts they kept telling me i'm nuts and one of the drivers kenny mann had Somehow ended up with an extra room and basically insisted I take the room over at Harris and Laughlin. So I did that, and that was a smarter thing to do. Yeah. I know. We you know we think we're young, and we can just do that road tripping, and it'll be great until you get halfway through it. You think, oh, my God, there's no hotel. There's no motel. What are we going to do? Right, right. I mean, no motel, no hotel, no restroom. No, yeah, no restroom. You know, but basically nothing for 149 miles. There's barely anything out there. There's a couple rest stops and a couple gas stations. That's so funny. That's so funny. But like I say, if you get the chance, uh, it's a great day drive. It was really, really pretty out there. Yeah, I, I mean, now, how, where is that in conjunction with Cocopaw? Cocopaw's in Yuma. This is this is out by Laughlin, Nevada. Oh, okay. All in right. Arizona, but it's, it's right by Laughlin, Needles, California, right together. I mean, I... Left from California, announced in Arizona, I ended up staying in Nevada last night. So all in one day. Did you have any trouble getting back into the state? No, nothing at all. They weren't chasing you around? Wanting to do a no, COVID no, no. test on you? 
No, no, no La Migra around either. <laughs> there you go. You're halfway there. Well, the only reason I was asking the location, I was kind of looking at Eric when I asked it, is because, you know, we'd kind of like to get, a you know, a, a series going. You know, Paris Auto Speedway, Barona, Cocopa, you know, and pos- I wonder if this one could be part of it and actually have a series. What do you think? That'd be awesome because a lot of the cars there last night were friends of mine from Paris Auto Speedway. There you go. And they run, you know, there's, there's another racetrack in Nevada, in Pahrump, Nevada. And a buddy uh, of mine works there, and he was there last night, Dick Heinlein, who, God, I've worked around him in racing for 43 years now. Geez. He works at Pahrump Speedway. Well, he was helping out last night. He was saying to me, it's like they've got the schedule down every other week. Really? These tracks are run. One week it's Mojave. Next Saturday they're at Pahrump. Uh, the week after they're back at Mojave. The week after Pahrump. That's the way to do it. I agree. You know, in the old days when I was growing up in Michigan, we went to the races sometimes three nights a week. But oh, you could yeah. do it then where you could, you know, tracks were able to bring people in on sure. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, even back there, it's a big myth right now. You can race seven days a week. That's not true anymore. No. Uh, you know, they can run back in Indiana sprint cars. They can run multiple tracks, their choice of tracks, uh, basically Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it's not like that out here. If you don't run Saturday night, you're going to go broke. Right. Yeah. No, no, you're right. And if you try to run Sunday, nobody will show. No, it's crazy. Isn't that the you weirdest know, was, thing? Never understood when that. I was growing up, when I was growing up in Michigan, we went to every Saturday night, we went to Flat Rock Speedway in Michigan. Every yeah. Sunday night, went to Toledo Speedway in Ohio. And, you know, my dad was such a racing fan. You know, we'd go to midweek races, too, sometimes. Sure. But, now, you know... Do a race on a Thursday night out here and see what happens. Yeah, you'll be by yourself. Exactly. You may not even have any racers. You're going to have a lot less, that's for sure. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, I worked in Speedway Motorcycles for you know throughout the 80s. One of the tracks I worked for was out in San Bernardino. You know, place would be packed every ser- or every third. Excuse me, every Wednesday night, you'd have full fields of riders. In uh, God, it had to be. About 2000, I saw the promoter, and I was asking him, but if you'd ever do it again, he goes, you couldn't do it again. He goes, because you couldn't get people to come out from Costa Mesa to San Bernardino. One of my dogs is gagging on me. Um, on a Wednesday night, because they couldn't, they can't get there. And that's the truth. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I don't, know if, I don't know if you have the same trouble, but every time I try to do an interview from a car manufacturer, my dogs have to bark. I don't know if you're hearing it in the background. I hear him. Oh. I'm hearing him. Yeah. Oh, they're... yeah, they're all three on the bed wrestling. Well, that's oh, <laughs> he's so funny. Oh well, hey, it's a wonderful life. Well, it sounds like you had a good time, and it sounds like the racing was great, and uh, you know that at least it gave you a taste of what's to come. Yeah, you know it was fun. Like I say, I was just subbing for the regular announcer. Uh, oh, and it was cool to go out there and do it. Thought you, know, you, thought you got another gig. Um, I wish, you know, but Paris has come up soon, so Saturday nights are... Yeah, you'll be busy. I've been with Don for the main announcer there since 99 and was there as the backup in the first three years. So, And he's, I, you know, I can't thank that guy enough for what he's done oh, for me. he's an amazing man. You know, he's just, there's nobody like him. Hold on a second. Did you have a question for Scott? Uh, Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Scott. Um, are mini dwarfs ever going to be allowed to race at um, Paris? 
You know, I don't know. The only way we could really do it on a regular race night would be like an intermission on the middle of the front straightaway because the pits are in the infield. Yeah, yeah. You know, we couldn't put a track down there with all the other cars out there. Right. You've been to Paris, Bryson? Yeah, I've been to Paris. I absolutely love that track. I know. And this is he's all of seven years old, so he really knows what he's, he's talking about. He's a very about. smart kid, I can tell you that. <laughs> you, you had noticed? Yeah, his his grandfather's got him racing a mini dwarf, and what else? A go kart? Oh, I'm a go kart. Yeah, so he's. Well, a- we run go karts. Now we run go karts with the SoCal oval carters. Yeah, um, I know. In the infield there. Yeah, so maybe you know, take a look at the schedule. Maybe take a run up there. Some. Uh, I noticed uh, Josh rented the track. Oh, did he for a weekend? Uh, did you go up? Uh, yeah, I went up there to race. How'd you like? And you like the track, of course. Yeah, I like that little track. Yeah. All right. All right, Scott. Well, hey, I'll let you get back to your uh, your little buddies on the bed, and it's always good talking to you. And I cannot wait to come up and see you at the track. Sounds great. Next week, I'm going to try to get you Tony Jones, who is oh. now the official race director for USAC CRA Sprint Car Series. Sweet. Or the promoter I worked for last night, Ronnie Meyer. I'll try to get one of those two guys for you next week. All right, buddy. Well, it's always a joy talking to you. I love it. So you take care, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds great. All right, folks. ParisAutoSpeedway.com. Check out the schedule. Check out the rules. You may want to go racing at Paris Auto Speedway right here on FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Racer Radio, FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. The segment's brought to you by Certified Car Clinic. Located on Woodside Avenue. they got an in-house dyno. So when they work on your car, run your car through the dyno, they know exactly what you're going to get on the end. Certifiedcarcare.net. New owner-operator. My good buddy Craig. Greg is now the owner. I am so thrilled. He is just a phenomenal, uh, not only a technician, but a dyno expert. Nobody knows the dyno better than him. Certified Car Clinic. Check them out. All right, we got Eric Evans in the house and grandson Bryson, racer of vehicle number two, go-kart and mini dwarf. So who have you got now? Have you got the same sponsors on the go-kart and the mini dwarf or just Um, different ones? Only numbers on the mini dwarf. Okay. No, no. Only numbers. Sponsors on the mini dwarf and on the go-kart only numbers. Yeah, because you don't have them. There's not a like, lot of sheet metal. You don't have room. There's only room for the stickers you gave me. Yeah. And that's about it. That's about it. We can put one on the front of your helmet right there. Oh, I wait know. a minute. You might not be able to see, huh? Yeah. <laughs> or we could put it, like, right there. You could. Or on the back. Yeah, you could. Somewhere. So what's on the rate? What's on the Mini Dwarf? Who's your sponsors? Um, My sponsor is Evans Dorn Gate, Parkinson Motors, Victory Graphics, Elite Motorsports, mm-hmm. BTS Equipment. As he looks left. RC right. Trucking. Oh, how could you forget RC Trucking? And I have mom and dad, and I have many more room. You still have more room, right? Yeah. I still have room for like 150. 
Yeah. How do people get a hold of you if they want to uh, talk to you about sponsorship? Um, I'm not really on that duty. I think they are. Give it is. to the give it to the big guy. Yeah, Papa's on duty of that. How would they get a hold of you, bud? Uh, you can get a hold of us. We're on uh, Facebook, Evans Doran Date, Evans Doran Gate on Facebook. Um, yeah. You can uh, also just look it up in the the digital yellow pages. There you go. And uh, um, we would definitely be interested in helping out our young racers for sure. What we need to do, you know, it'd be a good sponsor for you, probably even El Cajon Ford or some car dealership. That way, I agree. That way, he, you know, uh, Bryson could take the car down to the dealership for a couple hours on a Saturday and sit maybe, there. Yeah, maybe we'll have to talk to Paul Dyke about that. I right? think so. We'll just tell Paul if, if he doesn't, if he's not interested. Dave's got like five other dealerships that that is that is, huh? First yeah. right of refusal. I love that. That's there the best go. part of it. I That's think right. a good sponsorship for me would be someone. Who would like get us new helmets, new right. racing suits, and all of that? I agree. Because you, you know another I, one you need. What? A food sponsor. I already have two of those. Who are they? Um. Who are they? Uh, Antonelli's Deli. You have Antonelli's. Yeah. I just downloaded their menu. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going there. Oh, that's uh, right. Your mom likes their. EGP, uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, huh? I think so. What's the other one? Barbecue Wrangler. Oh, you got you got my two favorite places to eat. How come you're not chubby? Because you don't eat at all? Really? Most of the time, we don't even eat there. Uh, we, we just get chili and sandwiches and... Yeah, my mom it, makes the chili. We don't get the chili. From is it with Sam? You like their sandwiches? Yeah, I like their sandwiches because they're like, like most of the time, if they're really barbecue, then I don't really like them that much. Mm-hmm. But if they're like just perfect, then I'm fine. There you go. Okay. Okay. Hey, yeah. the, the, that's the way it works. Well, hey, it's 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 a <laughs> it's a potential customer. You know what are you going to say? That's and right. Everybody knows that one thing about racing. Doesn't matter about all the work you put into it. It matters about the how much fun you have. Absolutely. Did I tell you what I got Brittany for her uh, birthday? What? Five pounds of bacon. Oh my gosh. Yep. There's a place called New Skis. They're back in Wisconsin where all the cheese is. And I ordered her, is it five pounds or 50 pounds? But anyway, she got a big box of different kinds of bacon. Do you like bacon? Yeah. I know. Brittany loves bacon. She she has a bacon candle, too. I know. And she has a bacon mask. You know, one of these masks we yeah, have to wear? Yeah, she has a bacon mask, and she says it smells like bacon on the inside. That's because she that's cause she cooks with it, and that's why she does it. She she should just um cook the bacon, put it inside the little pocket thing. There you go. That's right there in the slot, and just... And then she could snack. On like bacon. She could snack as she's working. Yeah, just... There you go. Right there. There you go. So how are you doing? Are you in school yet, or are you still a school um, at home? Uh, I just recently like got a COVID test, but I'm good. I'm in school now. Okay. What school do you go to? W.D. Hall. Where's that at? El Cajon. All right. How do you like it? Good. Do they all know you're a race car driver? Only the uh, girls. 
Okay, one thing. <laughs> why do you have to mention that in the middle of a radio? <laughs> because girls like race car drivers. Girls do like race car drivers, don't you think? Only though, if there's one I like that is a race car driver, then oh, what? I see how you roll. Okay, I I see how. And you're all of seven going on twenty-seven. No, not really. I'm not really twenty-seven. Not yet. I'm seven. I know seven. Lucky. I'm about to be eight. When's your birthday? October 15th. Oh, you got a little ways to go. You just had your birthday. No, I didn't. Well, last October. Yeah, a couple months ago. A couple months long. It 52 was, months ago. Well, it was shorter going that way than it is going this way, right? Actually, I want to go that way again so I can just get my birthday again. Oh, do you like birthdays? Yeah, the fun thing about them are... Is you get whatever you want. You think? Yeah. I, I just like that about birthdays. Do you? I mean, these two uh, um, grandma and grandpa, they're always the ones who are just spoiling me with sugar, candy, ice cream, any of that. <laughs> they already got me a hoverboard for Christmas. A hey, hoverboard? You weren't supposed to tell your mom that. Yeah, that was a secret. Hey, the hoverboard? No, the ice cream. The ice cream and the sugar and the candy. Yeah, and the fact. But you know what? In defense, in defense of your grandmother and grandfather. Mom, you should have plugged yours. That's right. But you know what? (laughs) In the defense, that's what grandmothers and grandfathers do. That's their job. So if you look at the piece of paper that says, what does a grandmother and grandfather do? That's that's in the paperwork. One of my friends asked me that. And um, they um, they said, "What do grandma and grandpas are supposed to do?" And I'm like, mm, "Spoil me, spo- spoil you." There you go. And uh, sometimes when I look at my nana, I see that she has ice cream in the freezer, and I'm like, "You like ice cream? Can I have ice cream?" And she says, "Of course." She. It, Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes. Says, of course. Well, Pop, do you have Papa's to? Papa's really like you're good. You get whatever you want. I don't care. Well, as long Nana, as you're good. Nana's like, bad. You get ice cream. You're good. You don't get nothing. I think that's the other way around, but we won't go there. All right. So, what have you been doing on your race car? Have you been doing any work on it? Um. See, I don't get to control where it goes. So. Uh, so you haven't been working on it lately? Nope. Well, it seems his grandparents have different sets of talents here. So, so when he's got to go back up to, to Ramona to have bits and pieces worked on, or it comes down to my shop in National City, or it goes to his house in El Cajon, everybody does. It's got uh, their own little parts to it. Is that where your shop is, National City? That is. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Good deal. So, have you had? To, did you enjoy yourself today? Yeah. Yeah. You always like coming in, huh? Too bad Brittany wasn't here, though, huh? Yeah. But that's okay. But she's a girl. She's a racer. She is. Yeah? Think you could ever beat her? Probably could. Probably could. We'll have to do a challenge race. What do you think? Think we ought to do a challenge race? Let's see. You want to say it? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Um. Well, as we all know, sponsors do make this world go round in motorsports. I mean, they're 
some of the most valuable resources that we have. Without and doubt. without them, you know, we couldn't we couldn't do the things. Not only our racetrack sponsors that we have, but our personal sponsors. You know, I have uh, <clears throat> it. my car owners, Nikki and Brian. Thank you guys very much. Uh, my daughters at Evans Door and Gate. My brother Mikey at Sam's Alignment. Uh, uh, Skeeter at Skeeter Sports and Imports, and of course, I can't forget my good buddy uh, Rick Chavez at RC Trucking. Oh, you know, yeah. thank you, buddy. Uh, Mike Atkinson, Mar Motorsports. I mean, you know, that guy's there for me, and you know, all these sponsors, every single one of them. If you just ask, I mean, they they will drop what they're doing That's to come right. and help you, and they'll give you anything that you need. And I, right. I, I, I could not possibly be where I'm at without them. And thank. Thank, thank you to each and every one of them. Very good. Well, keep winning. That's what they're looking for. That is what they're I looking for. Like All right, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.